Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, July 5, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, what we seem to have is a bleed over into a shortened light volume, low participation type of situation. The market was closed on Tuesday for the 4th of July holiday and at the same time was open for half a day Monday. Nobody was around. It was a very light do nothing kind of day and we had much of the same on Wednesday. It remains to be seen whether or not we're going to have two more days this week of a dripping, no participation, grinding, floating type of tape. Either way, we'll do our assessment. Mrs. Market will give us what she gives us and we move on from there. We don't trade or invest in the market we would like it to be. We accept the market that is and adjust accordingly. What are they doing? They're eating time off the clock around the former highs. Nothing more, nothing less, no magic. We don't need to interpret anything more into that. That's what they're doing. And by the way, right back up, not as far as before, but right back up, immediately extended back away from home base. That's what happened before. She came back to home base. That's the 20 period moving average. Now she's right back up, not too far extended from home base this time. But the question that we ask ourselves is, did the market go right back up to that double top area? And I'm talking about this double top right here. Did the market go right back up to the double top to fail or go right back up to the double top to begin another leg higher? Let's keep this in mind. It's important information. The trend is your friend until it's over. The market currently is in an uptrend and therefore the buy the dip crowd is alive and well and all dips are bought into until they're not. Zooming out a little bit, we take a look at the weekly chart and we see we had a nice healthy up week last week. They haven't done anything this week. You could see how narrow things are. You see this little tiny blip on the screen. It's barely noticeable right there. That's this week's activity. On the weekly chart, she's also above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until it's over. Where is the market headed? That is the $64,000 question for now. I have two numbers, price and time. Time is more important than price. I think I have the time zeroed in. It's not for a few weeks, but the price is not that far away. You're a day or two away from a rally of reaching that price, or at least those prices. I'm going to reserve the prices for now because I intend to put out swing trades for the lazy swing trader folks at those prices if met during the appropriate time period. What about the flip side situation? Let's say the market gets below the low from the 30th last week. That low is 441.11 and that opens the door all the way down within this white space to go fill the gap and run another test of the 20 period moving average if that should happen. We're not saying it will happen, but at some point, they will fill this gap. The question is, do they go higher first, come back later, and get the gap on the way back down, or 
Do they fill the gap, have a fake-out operation, suck the bears in, and then flip the switch again and issue a conveyor belt of pies in the face? It's an awareness at this point. When you stretch it out and look at the hourly chart, all you really see is a bull flag eating time off the clock. Where's the flagpole? Well, it really exists from the 30th and then the gap up. They only break the chain if they get below the low, 441 and change. Other than that, they're building energy to make another push higher, another leg higher. Look how narrow this range was today. Very narrow range. Here's your first candle of the day. They bought them up right at the open, and they basically went sideways with a little tiny pullback along the way. As we get into the intraday stuff, we might as well take a look at inside the numbers. I'm going to give you the net-net. And those that are interested will pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Because here's the situation. We had a pivot, 442.30. So north of the pivot is the bull case. South of the pivot is the bearer case or bearish case. Let's see what we have as the day kind of kicks off. Nine o'clock, what's the scoop? I'm looking for somewhere in the vicinity of 441.11, give or take. I would like them to spike it. Sometimes they come up short. Either way, that's what I'm looking for to get long the market, to buy the pullback. I want to be part of the buy the dip crowd. The net net is, and we don't have to run through all this. You can pause the video and read the notes. Go back to the chart and double check the work. I'm going to scroll up as I talk about it. Very simply, they bought them up right out of the chute, and then they went sideways with a minor pullback after that. Only traders that benefited from that were traders that bought the opening bell. That wasn't me. And it was one of those quiet, watching paint dry kind of days, not a trader's kind of day. Certainly from an S&P 500, SPY, ES perspective. What about stocks on the move? We had a smattering on the board today. We had coin. We had US Steel, letter X. We also had... FCX that hit its number. I had to refresh the page. It jumbled them around a little bit. So we might as well take a look at those charts and see what's what. By the way, before we do, I might as well make mention just to realize that we still, regardless of what the market was doing, how fast or slow it was doing it, we still had the important stuff. 443.50 to 443.89 is the next zone of overhead resistance. It's a target for the longs as well as overhead resistance. You know the routine, right of the vertical is today's activity, and you can see right here, overhead resistance. And what's this number right here? That's actually, to the penny, 443.89. So they found resistance at both places. They spike it, come up short of the first number, pull back, then they go and they complete the 443.89 and they go sideways and pull back. Same routine. Again, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. First one up on the board from Stocks on the Move perspective is letter X, US Steel. Doesn't look like much, but they did the deal bright and early. The number was 2440. They hit the number and bounced. The bounce was the 1% and therefore they did provide the base hit and then you can see where that number essentially became overhead resistance once they got below. Funny how that works. No great shakes. I'm just reporting what happened. FCX, Freeport, McMoran, 3903. They came into it. They creeped into it after coming up short. 
This qualifies in the camp of the manner in which we would like it to be there that it hits the number, not come up short, bounce away, and then come into it. That's not the same setup. That's not the same exact trade anymore. Not to say it won't work, but the trade changes when they come close and bounce away. Either way, you could see here the numbers work. It's pretty apparent. They come below it. They go right back above it, and they finish the day above. No great shakes again. The numbers work, but you had the type of tape that you had today regardless. Doesn't matter what we want. We had what we had. And then Coinbase, you could see here, this was a nice rip in Coinbase. We had some participation in the room. 76.30, just minutes later, you're up here at a high of 78.85 came back for a retest, and then went up again later. The takeaway? The numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? The 188.18 was the time we shorted it over here, covered twice, meaning two profit targets. They're back up at the same place, as of last week anyway. Like we said before in the spiders, is this a retest of this top area, double top, and another pullback? Or are they going to eat time off the clock above the moving averages and make another attempt at another leg higher? We don't know the answer to that yet, but they're right back up near the highs as of last week. A little bit of a pullback today. So they were down 1% today. It's not a federal case to be made of. Down 1% is down on the day. We have divergences in a way. So... With the IWM, and we'll take a look at the folks down at the transportation department in a moment, we have some divergences, meaning weaker markets with my two favorite market-leading indicators against the SPY. So the IWM was down 1% today. The SPY was down less than two-tenths of 1%. It's nothing. It's a rounding error. So we have to put that on the table as a puzzle piece because we have relative weakness in my favorite market leading indicator. Now, maybe it turns around tomorrow, maybe it doesn't, but we have the data or the information that we have today and the way we use it is from a knowledge perspective. We're not gonna take action on that information right now, but we have knowledge of relative weakness. We're watching it for an expansion of relative weakness, for something else to take place that shows us, hey, there really is weakness out here and we can count on the spiders doing this, that, or the other thing. Maybe they get into that white space. Maybe they go down and fill the gap. That creates opportunity. We want awarenesses of things that are happening around the markets. The other one, the folks down at the transportation department, now this chart looks entirely different. This chart looks like it was hardly even a pullback today after a monster rally. So again, rounding error, one half of 1% after a monster rally from all the way down here below the 20 period moving average all the way to where they were at 15.6, give or take. This is a pullback, nothing more, nothing less. Can we count it as relative weakness against the SPY? Sure, technically from a percentage term it was, but when you look at the bigger picture, we had a massive run, a tremendous rally. This is a slight pullback after a rally overhead resistance. Nothing more, nothing less. Putting it in perspective on the weekly chart, you could see what's going on. They're essentially coming up to the vicinity of this double top area. That's it. They didn't get to double top yet. A, who says they're going to get there? B, 
who says they have to be there today, tomorrow, or the next day, or C, who says they might not or they might be there tomorrow. We don't know. They're in the vicinity of the double top area. Get above the high of this candle here. This high is 15888. Those of you that remember little Caesar's Pizza 888 specials, if they get above that stuff, what are they simply doing? From a bigger picture perspective, weekly chart perspective, it simply opens the door for the next major area, which is to continue climbing up this particular weekly breakdown candle. Period. Full stop. That is essentially what they would be doing above this high right here. Normal garden variety market behavior. And it doesn't matter that this was the transports. It could have been any chart. It's a chart lesson based on the information on the chart that's providing a potential lesson. Doesn't matter what the name is on the chart. They're just three or four letters, nothing more, nothing less. How do we know that? Because all charts act and react the same way. We've proven that over time, over and over and over again. How about the Q people? Right back up to that same spot. They did the same thing. They bounced off the 20-period moving average, went right back up. They're flirting with double top. They may just need to eat some time off the clock, bake in the oven before making the next push higher. Same routine come below the low over here from the 30th and it's a different situation going on to come back and fill the gap. No magic, no swami stuff. The financials, the XLF, you see where they are above all the moving averages. Guess what? The trend becomes your friend until back below the moving averages. Eating time off the clock above this 200 period, which is above all the moving averages, that's building energy for another move higher. We've talked about this one over and over and over again. If they can sustain price above here, they're going to start doing what? They're going to start climbing up the next big time breakdown candle high. Where is it? Well, it's right here. So they're going to start climbing up in this area. Again, no magic, normal garden variety market behavior. All charts act and react the same way. Where have you heard that one before? What about Smash Mouth? What do we got going over here? Well, right now, and we take each market independent of one another all charts act and react the same, but all markets are different from each other. Well, guess what? Here, we have a lower high situation brewing. So we have a high, we have a lower high. Is this a warning shot? Is this a flare up in the air in terms of the semis trying to tell us something down almost 2% on the day? Is this a canary in the coal mine across the tech space? And does it have the gumption to bring down the markets across the board remember we had divergences from the iwm folks down at the transportation department here's a third divergence and this one happens to be a pretty good proxy and canary for the tech space as a whole you have a lower high brewing it's something to watch you're above all the moving averages but they can drop right below that 20 tomorrow above all the moving averages trend is your friend drop below and we could have the makings of something different going on this could be and it's an awareness at this point it could be the canary in the coal mine have i told you how much i appreciate each and every one of you without you these videos are not possible that is true and accurate information we're pulling the ripcord here today i'm david frost my strategic forecast 
Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.